Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year And to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Before we get into the show, we want to tell you about a partner we think you should know about called 1906. It's an edibles company, and they're going to have a really cool limited edition product release at Dick's this year. And we thought that this 12 Days to Dick's series would be a great time to tell you about this. 1906 has teamed up with Tom Marshall to create two limited edition designs called Amphibian Edition. 
This collaboration was, of course, inspired by Tom's band Amphibian, which began in 1999. This collaboration focuses on two of 1906's uh, most show-friendly products, Go Beans, which are for energy, and Bliss Cups for happiness. And who doesn't need a little bliss um, every now and then, especially now? leading up to dicks so these uh, two limited edition um, designs will be available in eight to ten stores in the denver area starting monday august 27th each special edition packages features an amphibian inspired design that commemorates the three night run and culminates in the bliss lounge which is going to be in the lot outside of dicks both saturday and sunday so if you're going to go to dicks come by see the space say hello to tom and the 1906 folks and get fish inspired makeup artistry for the show so to find out where the amphibian editions are going to be around denver and to get details on the bliss lounge check out instagram 1906 new highs and we'll also put that in the show notes have fun out there podcast this is a, the last quick hit to dicks actually everyone is already at dicks or on their way to dicks matt is there but he's but he's with us anyway i am uh, here i am rocky mountain high as fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> so wow. he's freaking joe walsh right yeah. hell yeah <laughs> man it's great hanging out at caribou ranch doing the thing uh it's it's good it's it's good to be in colorado and i'm actually here with my family not just my wife and child but my parents are out here and my sister is out here because we have a a family wedding out here this weekend which twist my arm make me go to colorado for a wedding uh the weekend that uh fish happens to be out here so um i am going to be taking my little sister to her first ever fish show on sunday night uh so that's going to be an experience we'll see how it goes and maybe maybe if she doesn't have like a completely horrible time i could get her to like comment on the quick hit uh and and yeah talk about the show or something like that we'll see we'll see how it goes she no this, pressure this could either be like really good or really bad we'll uh i'll fill in everybody in uh either way i i've met your sister and i like her she's a nice person um but i can't believe that you would waste a highly sought after sunday dicks ticket on a noob and <laughs> and for that i'm just i'm not really sure where we're supposed to go from here but in in all fairness uh she asked me if she could come to the show and i i got her ticket um before this became the hottest ticket in town thanks to the um debacle formerly known as curveball yeah fair fair you had to bring it up you just had to bring it up i like your sister i hope she has a good time she's a nice person she likes to have fun and so i'm sure that she'll have a good time but um Matt, before you go to Dick's for your Friday night Dick's show and Jonathan and I cry at home for a while, we're going to talk about 2000 because it's the last summer of Fish 1.0. It's the last summer of our 12 12 days of quick hits to Dick's. Um, 
So this is not a summer that I revisit often, honestly. Like it's just not a tour that I pay a lot of attention to in, in retrospect. Do you? What about you guys? I listened to it a lot back in the day um, because, uh, as we've covered on this fine program before, this was the era when I was getting into the band. So um, starting to become more interested. And um, uh, at the time, like shortly after this, when I was really acquiring recordings and stuff, this stuff was readily available. There's a handful of the Live Fish CD series, um, which comes from this era, which um, at the time was like a little bit of a bummer because even myself getting into them, I wanted uh, I wanted more older stuff, but now that you look at it in retrospect, there's not much that has come out from that era except for that stuff. So it's kind of cool to listen back to that. Um, and I I like uh, I like Summer 2000. I think there's some really cool stuff. Um, there's a really interesting style of bliss jamming, high energy jamming that happens. That's based on the 99 stuff, uh, in terms of riffage, uh, and, and, and very groove oriented, but it's maybe a little bit more melodic. Um, it doesn't just kind of get stuck in the same loop all the time. And this, uh, today's selection was mine. Um, uh, this, we're going to talk about the, uh, the drowned into rock and roll sequence from June 29th at, uh, in Homedale, New Jersey. Um, were you guys familiar with, uh, with this jam before? Definitely have heard it. Um, I mean, there was this moment where there weren't any more fish shows, and I definitely listened to everything from this summer <laughs> um, and this year uh, a few times. But uh, yeah, this is. I ha- I will say though, it's been a while since I visited this particular show, uh, and I didn't realize that they buried a classic 3.0 double set two opener in in the first set of this show, which is. Pretty crazy and awesome at the same time. Yeah, how about you, RJ? Did, is this one that you uh, know? Yeah. Now? Yeah, well, this jam I know, but hold on. But is it a set two closer or a set one? Cl- it's a set, set one closer, but it sounds like a 3.0 okay. set one, set two opener. I see. Yeah, okay. Back okay. to cool. back. All right. I just wanted to f- just quick fact check on Jonathan. Um, yeah, no, that this is this is one of the shows that I know, but I, honestly, like, I still don't. I don't, I just don't know the shows that well. You know, not like any other summer. But I do know that sound that you'll hear in the middle of this jam. And Matt, I don't know what that if there's any like the way people refer to it, but it's a very common sort of jam groove that happened this summer and i think probably in 99 some parts of 99 too where trey's just like chord chord jamming um eight measures at a time and then like stops and then goes to a different chord and i don't that's like a common thing that if you heard it which you will in a few minutes it will make sense to you but do you know what i'm talking about matt yeah i i I do and um the reason why i mean i'll 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 say this just to kind of you know round up the the selection here um this is quite possibly my most uh my highest listen count of any fish jam ever um because i work out to this sequence all the time so probably two to three times a month i listen to this Uh, i could hum nearly the entire um (laughs) tray part from the the entire jam it's amazing and as i've i've mentioned before i love a good segue uh and this is maybe a candidate, probably definitely a candidate for the best segue ever, um, because it's just so well executed and just almost comes out of nowhere. Although when you've listened to it enough times, you can kind of hear what, what Trey's building towards. Um, 
But what you're talking about, RJ, um, it's it's reminiscent of a lot of other kind of hose jams um, that people would call, you know, refer to. Um, the Went Gym is is another um, mm-hmm. uh, good example where they, um, you know, I think everybody knows that, right? But it's ba- built on that one repeating lick that just you know gets bigger and Mm -hmm. bigger and bigger and bigger until um it's almost like a form of tension and release like just playing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again until you can just reach some sort of huge climax and the the climax in this case is some tray soloing yes but really the segue into rock and roll is what blows the whole thing open um and i love that what starts the whole thing off is uh, a, a suggestion from Mike. Mike starts playing this bass like do 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 and then Trey latches onto that, uh, and that is what builds the whole thing. Um, so really, really cool. And like I was saying, you know, the comparison to '99, they get they 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 play that lick over and over again for you know maybe ten minutes, um, but it's got a little bit more of a build. It's got more melodic elements on top of it instead of just you know being something that's really fun to dance to. Um, and the last thing I'll say is um, we uh, we're including the the audience recording on this because we like to play within the the boundaries of um, Fish's policy. Um, but there is a great soundboard of this out there. This was featured on from the archives, uh, I believe from. Uh, the Indio Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go out and find that. Listen to a, a nice soundboard, which is really good to hear the nuance in terms of how they build it. But the audience, you got to listen to that one too because the explosion of the crowd as they realize what's happening in the segue is just one of those goosebumps moments that, that you got to go back to. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you everybody for listening to these uh, little things that we've been doing here. <laughs> Thank you. Is, I think we had to get out, get that out there. That's good.
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers, think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs> 